Welcome to Women Waken, a podcast that helps you heal spiritually from trauma in relationships, childhood, and conditioning to shift from a place of codependency to a state of divine feminine love, acceptance, harmony, and abundance. On Women Waken, we begin the journey to waken from the illusion of needing to prove our worth into the divine experience of knowing our worth. I'm your host, Whitney Walker. I'm a licensed mental health therapist, and I specialize in substance abuse, addiction, eating disorders, trauma, and spirituality. Hey, everybody. Whitney here, recording a solo episode for my Friday series on identifying and healing our wounds, uh, breaking cycles, addressing and healing trauma. So on today's episode, I'm doing part two of picking your partner from love. So from a place of love and security, rather than a place of trauma and fear. So on the last episode, I just kind of generally introduced the idea of what does it mean to come from this zone of love and security when you're picking someone as a potential romantic partner or coming from fear. So I introduced the idea of having a gatekeeper, right? In terms of identifying what our history is, what our tendencies were when it came to picking people more from a place of fear, lack, and from our trauma-based wounding. I shared that my tendency is to really just seek validation, right? That's been my consistent pattern sort of looking, overlooking who the person was, uh, whether or not they were actually making an effort with me, seemed very interested in me, whether we had anything in common and just looking at, does it feel good to get their attention, validation, interest as minimal as it might be? So that's my, was my gatekeeper was that they show interest, Right. My statement is, I'm not interested in anyone who's not interested in me. So I'm staying in my lane and my zone doing my thing until somebody comes in and actively states, I'm interested in you. Rather than me trying to seek out, you know, pick people like, ooh, this looks like someone who can help my trauma wound. So today's episode is helping you identify your trauma wound and what your first gatekeeper is. And then we're going to talk about some of the other levels, some of the additional gates, right? That we're going to want to check. You can call them gates, checkpoints, but it's like, okay, we made it through this gate. Now we're in this level. Can we make it through the next gate? And I'm going to offer what I consider some of those gates and levels. So when you're trying to identify what your gate is, it has to do with, I keep going back and forth. Um, because if you sort of see your trauma zone as being like your right-hand side and then your love zone being your left-hand side, it's like seeing that we need to shift, right? So your gatekeeper has to do with what will help break this cycle. If your cycle is you will take anybody who shows any interest in you, regardless of who they are or whether you're actually interested in them or attracted to them in any way, then you might want to start exercising some discretion, right? So your first gatekeeper might be, am I interested in them? This person just DM me on Instagram. This person just, you know, 
hit me up on the apps. If you're on the dating apps, am I interested in them? What are their first, you know, they have those like five things, right? They're a smoker. Well, I know that's someone I'm not interested in, you know, maybe they are not pursuing a, you know, higher career that I'm interested in. And that's a big part of my life. So I'm not interested. Maybe they have kids. So I'm not interested. Granted, these are kind of things that we may want to consider being open to, right? There are certain things that are deal breakers, right? Red flags and other things that we're willing to work with. When it comes to your first gate, it's it's the big ones, right? If you're sober, maybe it's somebody who uses drugs, right? But it is just a first level thing, right? Where you're first being introduced to somebody, you're meeting somebody. Or it could be like after a few dates is when you're kind of checking in with that gatekeeper, right? Of, okay, I know my history is to take any attention or any offerings that come my way because maybe your wound is, you know, needing, just needing love or needing companionship. You don't want to be alone, but how does it feel to sort of not check in with yourself before allowing somebody into our life? Cause it is a big thing to become romantically involved, right? We really kind of downplay it and act as if it's not a big deal. And yes, dating is meant to be fun and exploring connections with people, but it is a sacred union. (laughs) Even if we're just dating somebody and we're making out with them and we're spending evenings with them, like you're still sharing energy and intimacy with that person. And here's the other thing I want to offer for those out there who their gatekeeper is making sure it's someone who's interested in them. We can love anybody, right? Love is a beautiful thing. And it's also what makes up the entire universe. So there's nobody outside of the scope of love. Even if somebody is more in fear and manipulative and all of that, you can still get tinges of love from them. So I just offer this because a reason to have that first gate is to say, okay, I know that if I take this offer to go on this date and then go watch a movie at this person's house and then maybe spend the night and we have sex, I'm going to start having loving feelings. And it clouds my judgment and intuition and actual feelings about what I want for my highest self. Cause we get caught up in sort of that more it's ego, but it's also just comfort. It's, but it's also attachment, right? So not to say we shouldn't explore connections, but if you're listening to this, I'm more so speaking to people who are kind of ready to meet the one, right? Like we've been around, you know, the merry-go-round a lot of times. And we're kind of ready to be like, I'm sure this is a perfectly nice person and we could probably have some fun. But when I look at these few things, it just doesn't pass that first gate for me. I've tried dating somebody who's, we have no common interest, or I've tried dating somebody who drinks and uses drugs. And it always just ends up being not the right fit. So when you're ready, create that first gate. Now I'm going to talk about further gates because Again, the first one, like a lot of things are going to get through. We want to be open to people for the most part. There are deal breakers that we each have, but we want to try to be open. So then what comes next? What are the next, what are the next things we want to check in with ourselves about? Because again, it's very easy to get caught up in intimacy and connection with anyone. You can get carried away with somebody that you later realize, what was I thinking? You know, I'm sure most people listening have those few people in their dating history that they're like, what? How did I even like entertain that or enjoy that? You get kind of in the spell. So 
the key is to keep checking in with your self coming from love, right? Love is the core and center of who we are. When we're on our spiritual path and we're learning to love ourselves unconditionally, we don't abandon ourselves. I have another solo episode on self-betrayal or abandonment. That's sort of when maybe we start dating someone and they're fun and they're exciting and then they want to go on adventures, but they don't always really like treat us very well, or maybe they disappear sometimes and come back in. And rather than checking in and saying, Hey, how am I feeling with this? Why am I waiting for their texts and their calls? Why am I waiting for the next time they ask me out? Why am I not looking at the fact that they're being kind of wishy-washy and questionable and not non-committal and all these things? It's because we're getting, you know, that rush from the ride, that sort of love addiction that we can develop. So before we get caught up in that, you got to check in and say, Hey, how are you doing? How am I feeling? Do I feel honored? Do I feel respected and considered? That's the next gate for me. That's like gate number two. Okay. The person's passed the test. They've shown they're interested. They've asked me out. They seem interested. Okay, cool. Come on in. Let's get into, you know, the first little section here. But now the big question is how do you feel around them? Right? So that's kind of what ties into what I was just describing. Do you feel like they actually are consistent that they actually seem like they want something more serious with you? Do, are they can, you know, regularly wanting to take you out, do things with you? Do you feel at ease? I spoke to this in previous episodes, but when it is a real loving, healthy connection, the anxiety is gone. That sense, we want to be aware, right? We want to be aware of, do I feel safe? I also spoke to that feeling of feeling like you're constantly like reaching or like contorting yourself. If you ever catch yourself saying something that you don't actually mean or think or feel because you don't want to upset them, think about that for a long, hard second. I've spoken this quote before as well. Nothing that's meant for you will ever leave you. And anything that's not meant for you cannot stay. You can't make something stay that's not meant for you. You can't lose something that is meant for you. It's just the universal law. It's what's happening. So when we find ourselves being like, oh God, I really don't want to go to that football game. I hate football, but like, I don't want him to not like me. Check in. I'm not saying like, don't do it. Do what you're doing, right? It's evolution. It's growth. We do it until we don't, but check in. If you don't want to admit to somebody that you're a vegetarian because they love me and you're afraid to say it, that you don't want to go to like the steakhouse for dinner check in and be like, why am I feeling that way with this person? Why don't I feel safe saying exactly how I feel and sharing exactly who I am? So that's the second gate is it's really something to question. Do I keep moving forward if I just don't feel that ease with a person? If it always feels a little like, oh, oh, did I say the right thing? Or can it the other way around, right? If you feel like they're not being real with you and there's not like this easy exchange and there's maybe some, a lot of awkwardness or tension or a lot of like strained communication. Like, have you ever had that with somebody where you feel like you're, you're going great. And then all of a sudden, like somebody says something and you're trying to clarify what you meant. And it just, you're kind of like missing wires, you know, like it's just not hitting. It's not connecting. So check in about how you're feeling around them. If you don't feel at ease and comfortable it's probably not a real soul connection. Doesn't mean you have to cut it off, 
there's a million different reasons that relationships happen. There's so much ground for growth and learning in relationships, but it's definitely something to notice and to, because again, if you're listening to this, you're probably getting ready to want to meet the one. So you can say, okay, I'm seeing it. And maybe you give it a few more shots. You give it a few weeks, few months and see like, does this get better? But maybe you're like, I've seen how this story plays out. It doesn't usually get better. It usually means we just, there's just that, not that much interest or chemistry between us. But again, it's love, it's connection, it's fun. And we can say like, well, I'm just gonna keep it around and keep doing it because I don't wanna cut it off. And then usually, usually a tower moment will come in. I'm doing tarot talk now, but a tower is in tarot. When you get that card, it means sudden shocking change. And the tower is considered what happens if you refuse to do something yourself, the universe is finally, finally gonna say like, oh my gosh, okay, bam, sorry, did it for you. Somebody just ghosts you and disappears out of the world. And you, for a while, are like, oh my God, why? And then later you're like, oh, thank God. What was I doing with that person? So that's what the second gate is for. Am I kidding myself here? Am I just doing this because it, it's a person, it's dating, it's fun, but really it's not worth my time if I'm looking for my soulmate, all right? So that can be a second gate. And then the fourth gate is, or sorry, the third gate is then seeing how is this person really treating me? I know I kind of alluded to this earlier because that helps you see how you feel, but let's say things are going well. You have good conversation, good rapport, good, have a good time together, but you know, are they doing the things that indicate that you guys are aligned and what you're looking for? So of course you also at that juncture, at that third gate need to ask, what am I looking for with this person? Am I just having a good time? dating them or do I want to take the next step? Because if I don't, do I keep proceeding? If I do, are they aligned with it? Are they doing things that are congruent with taking those next steps, right? Are they asking to see you often? Do you guys talk fairly regularly? Everyone's communication preference is different. A lot of people like to talk every day. They like some form of connection with the person that they're getting to know and growing with. It can kind of feel like abandonment if you don't hear from them for a few days. If you ever feel abandoned by somebody that you are dating, that's a pretty good indication that it's back in that trauma zone coming from a place of fear and lack. Abandonment wounds are major, major trauma, common trauma feelings, common trauma beliefs, right? Everyone's going to abandon me. It's going to happen again. I'm going to get left. So if someone's eliciting that, of course, sometimes it can just be a misunderstanding, right? Maybe it is different preferences in communication and you just need to say, hey, Let's say you're at that third gate and you're like, they're interested in me. I'm interested in them. I feel good around them. I feel at ease. I feel like there's a connection here that seems consistent, but I don't like that they sometimes don't ask me what I'm doing for the weekend and we don't talk for a weekend. Like that doesn't feel right to me. Ask them about it. Ask them, see and how they respond will say a lot. If they say, oh gosh, I'm sorry. It's, I just, you know, sometimes I go do my own thing on the weekends and you know, I just didn't even think about it, but a lot of times it means that they're just not like going to put that extra effort and they're not thinking of you for those kind of things. Doesn't have to be one way or the other. You got to feel it out, but that's just one thing. Okay. So maybe it's like communication also, like, are they wanting to introduce you to people in their life? Right. Do they want you to meet their friends? Do they talk about their family? Do they want to meet your friends? Are they interested in your life? There is another level. Are they asking about you? Are they curious about you? 
when you are building a connection there, it can't be one, all one-sided people who have gotten used to picking people and dating people based on trauma can sometimes take one or two approaches. They can kind of be almost, um, become like a bit of a turtle in terms of like keeping a lot of themselves inside and just like poking out one part of themselves. Right. They just, they show their partner one thing, but there's a whole other being that they keep all shelled up. That's not going to work. A true lasting partnership. You show each other everything. That's why love is really scary. It's one of the few relationships where you really bear your soul and you put everything on the line because you're going deep into that love connection. We connect with everyone with love because that's all there is, is love. Every exchange is love. Every friend, every family, every person, every client, every person thing you've ever encountered, you're exchanging love. But when you do it intentionally saying, let's merge together. I always tell clients when I do couples therapy, that there's you and there's your partner and there's a relationship. When you're in a relationship, when you create an entity together, it's a whole thing, its own little beautiful ecosystem. So you want to be able to share yourself, right? You want to be able to show yourself and you want that person to want to know about you and know like, what is this person? Who is this person that we're coming into union together and not just taking like one part of you, making plans consistently, talking about the future a little bit, wanting to meet your friends, wanting to, here's the bigger thing, wanting to bring you into their world and come into your world. I've dated someone like that before where I felt like I was making gestures and offerings for, hey, come to this get together. Hey, come meet my friend. And they were making, it was like my, uh, my door to my world was open and his door was closed. Never, ever mentioned meeting people in his life or going to events with people he that were in his life. So I ended it pretty quickly because I said, listen, that's not going to work. You're clearly not interested in sharing lives together. And that's a big part of that gate three is to see if that progress is happening towards an actual union relationship, creating that third entity, the relationship together that involves you both sharing worlds, sharing people, sharing events, not holding things back. That's situationship territory, right? That terrible feeling where you're like, okay, well, like, I know they had this party, but they didn't invite me, but that's okay. And like, I haven't met many of his friends, but that's okay. And he doesn't ever talk about his mom and, but that's okay. It's, you feel like you're, there's this selective nature of I'm only being shown certain things and I'm shut out of others. There are people who have real actual relationships that aren't totally involved in each other's lives because just as I said before, they've probably both had these trauma-based tendencies to push people away or keep people, but that's going to be a conversation that eventually has to happen, right? Because once you get to the point where you're moving in together and in a serious committed relationship, it's hard to keep, you can't just choose what parts of your lives and yourself that you let people see if you want it to be a full-fledged soul relationship, that's sharing everything. And I'm not saying like you're together all the time and merging. A quote I love is let there be separation in your togetherness. A true healthy relationship, they, there's nothing off limits, but it's not always together, right? You have to be free to be healthy. So you're not hiding anything. You're not holding back yourself, but you can't let them in all the time. You're gonna still need to take your space and do your things that you don't always like to do with your partner. That's okay. But you do have to establish like, hey, listen, 
you never invite me to these things. Is it because you don't want me in your life or you like to keep that part of your life for your own? Because that's cool, right? Establishing things. And that I would say is the fourth gate is that level of communication, right? First, the third grade, I would say is identifying like, huh, we're not really taking this step. We're not doing this thing. These are concerns. I don't know if I want to move on, but let's say they say, no, it's not about that. Like I totally am into you. Let's move to the fourth gate, which is, can you start having healthy communication? Cause talk is cheap, right? Even though I just said communication is important, but communication is more than just words. It's actually expressing your authentic thoughts and beliefs and feelings, which aren't always only conveyed by words. They're conveyed by actions. If someone tells you, oh yeah, no, no, I really want to keep seeing you and keep doing all this stuff with you, but then they don't actually act on it. They're just giving you lip service so they can keep you around. Communication is where, you know, the actual relationship begins to form where you say, yeah, we are doing this. You speak it into being and then you act on it and you show each other by sharing lives together. You probably all know this. You've all been in relationships. I'm not trying to tell you how relationships work. I'm just offering how to have these checkpoints where you are not just like blazing ahead and just being like, whatever happens. Because again, if you're intentional and you want to meet your soulmate, you need to check in with yourself and say, how does my heart feel? How does my soul feel? How is my emotional body? How is my mental state? How is my physical state? Sometimes we can fling ourselves into a relationship and we're not sleeping that much and we're sacrificing late nights and doing whatever the other person wants to do. And we realize like, gosh, I feel like I've lost touch with my life. Have you ever felt that way in a relationship where you're like, okay, I used to make time for this, that, and the other thing, but now I've just, and that, there's another, that's more like, you know, back to like the third gate, how you feel around them. Like, have you cut things out of your life without telling them? Like it's, it's different to say, wow, you know, I love spending time with you, but I've realized I've stopped going to the gym as much. So I need to get back to devoting myself to four days a week. So here are the nights I can do date night. That's the communication part, right? Where you're working together. But what a lot of people will do was, is they'll just make the changes and they aren't ready to talk to the person about it. They'll be like, well, I don't want to like bring it up again. Another good thing to check in with yourself. Why are you, if you're not wanting to bring stuff like that up with somebody, then you're not really making those steps towards sharing a life. You know, that's another place where we might kind of compromise ourselves and be like, well, I'd really like to have more time back in my week to do my reading again and to do my workouts, you know, and to go for these long nature walks on my own, but I don't want to bring it up. Cause I don't want to sound like I'm not interested in them. Or if any of that stuff is happening, then a true connection is not happening or more communication needs to be had. Okay. So then the next gate, I would say, I think we're at gate four now. I kind of lost count is that effort and consideration. So you want to make sure that once you've established, you want to be together, you're communicating that there is, you're, you're being considerate of each other. You're making an effort for this relationship. It's not just like you're both living your own lives and hang out once in a while. That's a situation ship effort consideration. And then you want to see progress as a fifth gate. You know, if after a year you're like, yeah, we really like each other and we're considerate and we involve include each, other in each other's lives, but we're not really making like progress. I thought I would as terms of like emotional connection or intellectual and connection or wanting to, you know, grow together, just something to check in on. And then also this might've needed to show up earlier, but aligned values. This actually probably shows up a lot earlier. You can probably throw this in at like the third gate, but 
Again, so often we get caught up in love and excitement of a dating situation that we'll say it's okay that they have totally different beliefs about this, which it is okay. But if we're talking about something that's pretty integral to our belief about, you know, morality or humanity, and they're totally in a different realm or page than you are, is that going to work? Because our beliefs do say a lot about us, how we feel around things. And if that's not aligned, is that going to work for you? So I put, I put this further back because this is less about our connecting with self. This is more about practicality, right? Of, okay, they're treating me right. We're vibing. Everything is good, but we are just not aligned. And it might come up later, right? Because as I was saying, you don't have to be aligned with everything, but if there's fundamental differences in beliefs that you start to realize are just not compatible and say a lot more about their character or the difference of your characters, then it may not work for you. And it may not be your soul partner or on your soul path. All right. So I'm going to leave it there. I hope that this was helpful. I really just want to, in some way, encourage you to get thinking about what is your number one gatekeeper? What are your other gates? And can you practice this art of not abandoning yourself and regularly checking in with yourself in new dating and relationship experiences? When you've set that intention that you're ready to meet your soulmate, you're ready to be in that soul connection. And not, you know, I've said that before, like five, three, two years ago, and I've had to go through a lot of other non-soul relationships. So I'm not saying like, you got to be, you know, a drill sergeant and kick somebody off the path. It's all about awareness, right? If you're at step three and you're saying, we have a lot of fun together, I feel good around them, but they're not really like bringing me into their life and I'm not bringing them to theirs. It doesn't mean you have to like, you know, block them from everything, Try that communication and you might say, well, this probably isn't quite it because we're not really forming this new entity of the relationship, but I'd still like to keep hanging out, sleeping together. We're having a good time. Let it run its course. There's a lot to say for things needing to run their course. I'm a big believer in that, even though here I'm talking about like, have these gates, cut them off. It's possible to do, but you know, the difference though, is like, there are those certain relationships that you could call it a karmic, whatever you want to call it. But it's like, you're, it's sort of your a part of your destined path and you know it, right. Cause it's harder to let go of. And you get that sense of like, it's over when it's over. Other ones you're like this, I can, I can let this go. This is clearly just not a match. And it's going to be at the earlier gates, right? The ones who don't even make it past gate one or two. Those are not your soul path. That's when, and this is what I want you to get better at is being able to check in with yourself and be like, nope, don't think it's for me, for me, honoring me and asking you and being a, acknowledging of yourself and your feelings and honoring your worth. You know, so many of us spend way too much time with somebody who just doesn't see us for who we are and isn't going to honor us as we deserve to be honored for the amazing, unique, brilliant individual that we are. Every single person deserves that. I hope this is helpful. If you have any questions, please find me on Instagram, Women Waken, DM me. I would love to connect with anyone who's listening 